You are listening to the Refresher Ladies Podcast. I'm Angie Christensen, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's lesson. Join me and occasional guest speakers as we dive into God's Word to be challenged and refreshed. Hello, ladies. Thank you and welcome back. If you're listening or watching to this, hopefully that means you listen to part one. This is part two of which recipe are you using? Sometimes you could pick up the second half, but this one I really encourage you if you have not seen or watched part one to go back and rewatch or listen to it. That way we're all on the same page to finish the lesson. So we're going to get right back into it. And I have an illustration for you that I want you to listen to. So if you travel to Greensburg, Kansas, you can pay a visit to what is billed as the world's largest hand dug well. Construction of the well began in the 1880s. As the railways made their way, their way across Kansas, a reliable source of water for the steam engines was essential. The work was done by teams of men using hand tools, shovels, picks, half barrels, pulleys, and a rope. As they made their way downward, they lined the well shaft with limestone rock. The finished well is more than 100 feet deep and more than 30 feet in diameter. It took enormous effort to reach the water, but it produced a long-lasting result. You know, things in our life, it doesn't, um, you know, our success isn't measured in just days and months and even years. And although those are wonderful milestones, we can really tell something about someone's life and success as a Christian by the decade. Uh, often we look at our children or maybe someone whose children are even teenagers and think, wow, they've raised great family or great children. But we really don't know until they you know, step out of the nest and start making those decisions for themselves, um, for the world, for the Lord. And, you know, become adults, become uh, a spouse or have some children. That's when we can really tell the success. And as we're talking about which recipe are you using, you might already, as I gave the illustration last week, have thought of, well, I wouldn't make chocolate chip cookies, but I love brownies. Or I'm not much of a dessert person. I would love to make some kind of a bread, homemade, or some pasta dish, of grilling on the grill with a, a f favorite marinated meat. You know, we all have a different choice of a recipe that we could make, um, what it might be for we want for lunch or for dessert. But when we look at our lives, what's amazing about God, yes, there's a recipe for my life as a whole, but yet there's a recipe for my life today. There's one for tomorrow, for the month, the year. You know, this time of year, we're now into March of 2022. Um, whenever you're watching or listening to this, that might be a shift of where you're at. But we look at, you know, come March, maybe we've already gotten pretty well into our year planners, our calendars. Uh, maybe you started one at the beginning of the year and you just haven't gotten to it. You know, there's different ways, different personalities that we plan our life out, that we plan our week out. But do you have a plan? We might have one for work and for kids' school schedule and sports or music. But do you have one for yourself spiritually? Do you have a goal of reading um, certain portion of the Bible through in a certain time period. Maybe for some of you, it's the whole Bible in a year. Some people do it in less time. Others aren't able to get that far, but maybe they could read a certain book within a month. Do you have any of those goals? God wants us to have some goals so that we're using his recipe, which is the word of God for our life. 
um, listen to this too. The Bible likens wise counsel to water in a deep well. Like I was just talking to you about the illustration in Kansas. Good advice is not just lying around on the surface. It takes work to find it. There are plenty of people who have no idea what they're talking about, but will be more than happy to give you a piece of their mind. And sadly, there will be plenty of people to give you advice that goes against the authority and commandments of Scripture. Anyone who wishes to be truly wise and reap the benefits of godly counsel is going to have to reject the simple approach and put forth effort. But the effort is worth it. Just like that well that they dug. It took a long time back then, you know, without even all the modern tools that we have to hand dig that well. Um, It's going to take a lot of effort for us to become a godly Christian woman as we should. Proverbs 20 verse 5 says, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. That water in that well is pretty deep that they dug. But it was going to take some, someone, you know, up on the surface level after it was dug and they need that water to have some understanding of putting the bucket down in there to get that water to draw it out. It wasn't just an easy thing. Sometimes studying the word of God, you plan to get so many chapters in or a certain topic and God has you pause after just a few lines. And for that day, it may have been monumental of the Lord opening your eye to a scripture or to a truth. Don't ever negate those days. Sometimes those are the most precious. You might be frustrated that you didn't get to check off something on your reading list, but God can give you a truth that is priceless. Then there are other days where you get lots of chapters in and you got understanding from it as well. But each day is different, just as each recipe is different. But they're not so different as the one that I described last week, making that it was just my own way, my own idea, and my own recipe which would have ended in disaster. Having successful and godly Christian life, marriage, and home is going to take prayer, hard work, and faithfulness. But are you and am I willing to make that investment? Many people invest into 401ks and maybe stocks and retirement and all different things for the future. But what am I investing in today spiritually for the future? 1 Samuel 16, 7 But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Ladies, I don't want you or I to be this person here where Samuel was looking and through the hand of the Lord for the king of Israel, but God said, I have refused him. Basically, God's saying, man, everything looks right on the outside. Anybody would pick him. It seems like a success. But God looked at the heart and realized there, were, there was trouble ahead. It was not a pure heart. And if we are that person, what's awesome about God is it's just a prayer away. God can soften our heart, soften our spirit, and make us into someone we never would have imagined, a godly Christian woman, by his recipe, and just short amount of time compared to all the toil and grief that I do to try to make it my way. So we've got a few points for you on this. Are you using the right recipe? Number one, I want you to remember that God gave you as a precious gift to your spouse, to your parents, and to those around you. Ladies, don't forget God made you unique. 
and he made you precious in his sight. And you are that for those around you. Um, letter A, I've got a sub point here. What have you done to keep that gift precious? So we've got a couple questions here. What have you done to keep that gift precious? Number Letter B, what have you done to, to devalue that gift? I'll repeat that. What have you done to devalue that gift? Meaning, what have you or I done that has made the value of the precious gift that we are not the same value that God first made? You know, there's things in our past, but I'm talking mostly, what are the things in the present that we're doing that I'm not living up to my potential? I'm not living up to the value that God sees in me. And letter C under point one, what are you currently doing to invest and improve that gift? Ladies, each and every day we could do something to improve the gift that God gave us. He gave us a base and we are all in him, but yet I could become even more valuable in his eyes if I would put forth a little godly effort. Now letter two, or number two, God gave someone else, which could be spouse, children, parents, students, friends. He gave someone else as a precious gift to you. We don't always look at those around us maybe as a precious gift, but it is a gift of God, those who the Lord has put in your life. And letter A, have you thanked God for that gift? This, these are all some things that we can do to become valuable with the Lord's recipe in our life. Letter B, have you thanked God that, um, excuse me, have you thanked that gift for God? Meaning those people, spouse, children, friends, relatives, people around me, students, have I actually said, to someone that's around me, I'm so thankful God put you in my life. I am so thankful the Lord crossed our paths together. Something like that with, you know, a genuine heart. Have you ever thanked those around you that God gave them to you? Letter C, what are you doing to encourage, build up, and to be a blessing to that gift, to an actual person in your life that God gave you? What are you doing to lift them up in the Lord, in their life, in their day, their week? Uh, sometimes it's all about me. Sometimes what I'm going through or my schedule so busy. But am I encouraging those around me that are already a gift, but I'm help, am I helping them to be better? And then number three, just because you were at one time a gift to someone else doesn't mean you still are. I'll say that again, just because you were at one time a gift to someone else does not mean that you still are. And that one's, um, even saying the statement is hard because it's a sad statement. You don't ever want to hear that about someone else, but especially about myself when I'm trying to analyze myself against the word of God and, um, what he has for me. Letter A, have you voluntarily soured your gift? So I could make those chocolate chip cookies and I could be just about done. I had the premium quality ingredients. I chose all the right ones. I'm following it to a T. And right before I do the final maybe stirring or kneading of that dough, I pour maybe a half a cup of vinegar in it and a quarter cup of um, buttermilk and uh, let's see, 
something else sour. I can't think of it, but you know, some things that would sour that recipe. Again, those cookies would be terrible. They probably wouldn't even form right. And they would taste even rotten. You would even the smell of them. You wouldn't want. Sometimes I do that. I was a gift, but I soured my own spirit or I soured a gift, someone else's spirit. Letter B, no one wants a gift with a bad spirit attached. I could give you cookies, but on the plate, I could slice up a rotten apple right next to it. Cookie could be perfect, but you're not going to want to eat it seeing that I was willing to serve you a rotten apple all nasty, gooey, mushy. And you would think if she's willing to put a rotten apple on that plate, I'm not sure that I trust she made these cookies right. Or maybe that her kitchen was clean. You know, we can give a gift to someone, but nobody's going to want it if there's a bad attitude. Then let her see. Surrender yourself today, ladies. Ask him to restore a sweet and thankful spirit in you. It's a must. That ought to be a prayer of ours each and every day. Psalm 139, 23 to 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. That's a beautiful prayer that King David, you know, asked the Lord. And I'm so thankful that he allowed a king of a nation for those words in that prayer to be recorded, because it just shows me that God can use anyone and um, I need to be transparent with the Lord. So here's something I found that's interesting. Eight weird responses that people get give to gifts. So maybe you got something you didn't like or you didn't want or was the gift in itself was weird. Here are the top eight responses. Number eight. Well, 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 now there's a gift. <laughs> you know, we could be that person to someone else. That someone goes, that's nice, but I don't want it. Then number seven, no, really, I didn't know that there was a Chia Pet tie. Oh, wow, it's a clip-on too. There are some weird gifts out there. And sometimes they're given to you or to I, but outside of a physical gift, someone looks at it and thinks it's just absolutely ridiculous. And your life could be that, that you're not, ma you're not matching up to what you're supposed to represent. Number six, you know, I always wanted one of these. Jog my memory again. What is it called? <laughs> you, you don't even know what it is. You can't even tell. Um, am I that type of life that no one knows if I'm Christian or not, if I've got a good attitude, if I don't? Uh, here's number five. You know what? I'm going to find a very special place to put this. <laughs> There's some things, maybe you write these down and you can use them with uh, this year's holidays or birthdays, but sometimes we take something and without the person who gave it knowing, it either goes right in the trash or it gets hidden on purpose so that you know you still have it, but yet you don't want it or don't use it. And we do that with God, not just myself as that gift, but I do that with God. I'll hide him in my pocket and then I'll pull him out when it's necessary, but I just use him as like a back pocket escape, if you will. Number four, boy, you don't see craftsmanship like that every day, you know, complimenting something, but it's not genuine. Or you see that there's something big failing in that craftsmanship, but um, you don't know how to say it in a more polite way without talking about it uh, directly. 
we've got to be so careful with our words that our spirit's right, but from the heart, like we looked in chapter 15 of Matthew last week, um, it's genuine that I have put good into my heart and the scriptures of the word of God so that those are the things that come out with a genuine spirit. Uh, number three, and it's such an interesting color too. <laughs> Uh, I'm not the type of person that's real witty that could think of these type of responses. I'll think of them later. But, you know, at the time, trying to somehow compliment, let's say a friend of yours got their hair cut or colored or a total new style, and you'll say, oh, you got your hair cut, you know. And so often we'll say, I like it, and we didn't mean a word of it. Or we'll say, oh, do you like it? You know, we'll think ahead. What can I say? What's a response so that I don't get trapped? And while there might be a situation that that is called for, if I'm using God's recipe in my life, you know, I would look more at people's hearts than what they look like, than um, maybe the irritation or aggravation that they are personality wise. But I would look at, you know, God made them too. It's a different color than I would like. It's a different style, but God loves them just as much as he loves me. Number two, and you say, that was the last one. I'm so glad you sure snapped that baby up. You know, we look at someone as if it's a last ditch attempt. They're the last one that's left. That's all that there was. God doesn't have any better. And our expectations of the Lord, of myself, of a fellow Christian can be very, very low at times. But all these things that just come out of our mouths, like these little statements from a, a weird gift, um, you know, have I put things in my heart and in my mind using God's recipe that I wouldn't have to make up a response like this, but I'd be able to see the person's genuine heart. It doesn't matter what the gift is. You know, do you see that someone else cares and that they love you? And number one, you shouldn't have. No, really. I mean, you really shouldn't have. <laughs> we could wish someone never even gave the gift at all or gave us the time. Uh, on the flip side, you know, you or I ought never be the person who someone wishes we didn't, that we didn't help at all. Sometimes we help at church preparing for an event or cleaning up or with the meal or in the nursery or greeting and leadership thinks, I wish I would have never asked her. Uh, I don't want that said about me. And I'm sure it has been multiple times over the, my lifespan. But it's, it's uh, something deep in my heart the Lord has put on me that whenever I'm going to help, to help with the right attitude and be a blessing. Don't be that person that you're that weird gift or that someone always has something to say because it's not that we're not enough, but is my spirit reflecting at all the love of Christ? Um, here's a little, a couple last, a little illustration. Henry Martin of Cambridge University student. He was honored at only 20 years of age for his achievements in mathematics. In fact, he was given the highest recognition possible in that field. And yet he felt an emptiness inside. He said that instead of finding fulfillment in his achievements, he had only grasped just a shadow. After evaluating his life goals, Martin said that, or excuse me, he sailed to India as a missionary at the age of 24. When he arrived, he prayed, Lord, let me burn out for you. In the next seven years that preceded his death, he translated the New Testament into three difficult Eastern languages. You know, I look at that and I think, wow, I don't have accomplishments like that. 
But this man just lived a little bit over the age of 30, who was brilliant with mathematics, of which I am not either. And the world would look at him that he could have done so much more. But in God's eyes, he did the most. He was the greatest among the least because he gave his life. Um, Are you a gift that someone else wants, ladies? Are you a recipe, the final product that someone just can't wait to enjoy and have part of their life? Is the recipe that God gave you for your life the one that you're following? Or are you making your life recipe without him and with the wrong ingredients? Ladies, it's all our choice. Which recipe you're going to use, which recipe I'm going to use. But I believe together as we pray for one another, even without knowing each other's names, and maybe you have never or won't ever meet me in person, but I want to encourage you today that it is possible to have a successful Christian life as a woman with an excellent spirit using God's recipe. I'm going to be praying for you in this area. And would you pray for me that we would all choose his recipe each and every day and be in his word together. And I'll look forward to seeing you next time as we do a brand new study. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for our Refresher Ladies Podcast. I hope that you have been blessed and will go about your day with rejoicing. For more information or any questions, you can find our ministry online at cornerstonefallbrook.org. Thank you.